I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This is No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Corey Mansfield and Ryan McCarthy. Everyone, welcome to another episode of No Credentials Required. It's powered by the Belly Up Pod- Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan McCarthy, and with me, I've got we got upstate New York's biggest New York Islanders fan, Corey Mansfield. Corey, how are we doing tonight? Doing okay, Ryan. Doing okay. All right. So no, no, uh, no math or science homework this week, huh? <laughs> no, not this week yet. So not yet. <laughs> not yet. Any more uh, card collection uh, 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 getbacks? Uh, just got one really, really sad one today, uh, sent to a player, uh, Ray Jackson, who played for Ohio state back in the, uh, eighties. Um, and it actually got a, uh, basically an obituary back from his father that he had passed away last year. So oh, that's wow. pretty, very sad. And a former Ohio state, uh, DB, um, but yeah, sometimes when you're when you're collecting and you're sending blindly to players and you don't know, you know, where they've been, who they, you know, where, you know, if it's actually them, sometimes you get things like that. And unfortunately, for uh, the World League set that I'm collecting, that's like I think the tenth player or tenth person in that set that's passed away out of 150 wow. cards. Yeah, so about 15 percent, so, hmm, so or a little really less sad. than that. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, it's super sad. Well, well, hopefully you don't have any, any more like that. I know the, uh, the the shelf life for a professional football player can be very, very short, and sometimes, sometimes that you know even life can kind of uh, can end kind of pre- prematurely. So you know, it's very sad to hear. But you know we're gonna move on with the podcast, and you know, hopefully again next to a couple of returns you don't get the, you don't get the same you don't get the same sad story that you got with the uh, with the last one. So all right, so our topics for tonight. Uh, for sports, we're going to have the uh, we're going to follow the NHL free agency period as it started last Thursday, uh, and we go to the, we'll go into some of the, the the most notable signings. We'll do some Major League Baseball playoffs. We're in the we're in the championship series for each league. I'll talk about some college and pro football, and then we'll dive into a pop culture corner. Last week we did our 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 favorite our five top our top five ranked. Uh, uh, rock albums in the 1980s this week we're going to cover our top five rock cover songs so i'm kind of interested to hear what what cory hasn't what cory has in his list uh last week was kind of a, with some uh some, throw some curveballs at me uh but hopefully this week we'll we'll uh we'll have some we'll have some we'll have a diverse list there too so cory we're ready to go definitely all right so let's start off with the nhl for agency started last week uh, it started actually started on last Friday, and there's been a lot of movement so far. I mean, some of the most notable name, more notable names out there. We had Tory Crew going to St. Louis for a seven-year contract. Uh, 
New York Rangers legend, uh, goalie uh, Henrik Lundqvist. He signed a one-year deal with, with Washington. Uh, my New Jersey Devils uh, went up scoring, uh, went up getting a, a Corey Crawford from from formerly of Chicago. And I noticed here, Corey, that uh, the Islanders just signed one of the uh, one of the, uh, a next double this this afternoon. I went up scoring score, uh, signing Corey Schneider for a one year deal. Uh, what have been some of the more surprising or or more uh, yeah more surprising moves that we've seen so far in, in the movement with the with the with free agency? Well, I think it's a it's it's uh, pretty clear right now that. Um, Either that the goalies are pretty expendable in the NHL at this point. You can move them around. They're a moving part in the NHL. You can move them around to wherever team you need. They're going to fit in. I mean, just the goalies that have just changed teams in the last week. Uh, I mean, y- you look at um, um, uh, Matt Murray going to um, getting traded to. I think he got traded to Senators, right? Ottawa. Yeah, he got traded to Ottawa. Yeah. And then they took that pick they got from Ottawa to draft a goalie. Um, so there's just been a lot of stuff like that. I mean, obviously Lundqvist, a lot of a lot of veteran goalies switching teams. Um, the Islanders, um, they did pick up Corey Snyder. That he's more of a he, he's more of like a, a, a an insurance thing for them. I mean, he'll probably you know spend some time in the AHL this year. He'll probably spend a good majority of it. The thing about the Islanders is they kind of have like an ace in the hole with Ilya Sorokin, who's the Russian goalie who they've signed, who they weren't sure if they were going to sign, and they did. They actually had him in the bubble for, I believe, a few days or maybe the most of it. He wasn't able to play. Um, so that's why Grice was a little expendable. I mean, obviously, you're not going to sign him you know, take on that money, you know, you're going to take on, you know, somebody like a contract of like a Corey Snyder, send him to the AHL. If Sorokin's not ready to be in the NHL, you can bring Snyder up, plug him in when Sorokin's ready. Then you have your goalie of the future. And I mean, it's going to be interesting because, um, uh, Shesterikin with the Rangers is another, uh, Russian who, again, Lundqvist is expendable. Young goalies coming up. You know, you're not going to spend a lot of money on a veteran. You have young goalies coming up. You're going to let them play, save some money. Um, and obviously, Lundqvist was a casualty of it, just like Grice was. So um, I think the biggest surprise for me, though, wasn't actually a goalie, was that Taylor Hall ended up going to the Sabres. I yeah, mean, that was a, a that huge, huge surprise there. I mean, you people were talking Maple Leafs. People were talking Bruins. And then the Sabres kind of sneak in. Um, and I think ultimately that's going to probably um, could <laughs> save the, 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 the Sabres from a, another drought of just really bad seasons because they would have lost to Eichel. If they wouldn't have got a star, I think Eichel would have left. Yeah, I mean, I mean Eichel was, was rumored to have said to the Sabres, to Sabres management, look, I've been here. He's, Eichel's played with the team for what, five six seasons now and he hasn't been in the hasn't seen the playoffs once so you got a guy who in in taylor hall who can who can score some goals he's a good skater does it make sense probably for a year because uh, that's what he signed he signed a one-year deal for eight million dollars it's a heavy price to pay especially if you're terry pagula you know you're you know, you're, you're doing a good job rebuilding the bills but the sabers needed you know, your, your other your other team in in Buffalo, you know they 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 want 
they they want to see results there. So, you know, they had Kevin Adams as their new GM and he needed to make a splash and he made a big splash by signing the big the biggest fish in the pond in terms of free agency. Yeah, I mean the the Sabres have been on the they every year it's oh this this is going to be the year the Sabres are turning the page. This is the year the Sabres are turning the page. You hear that every and year. Se- <laughs> and it seems like they're actually s- still on the cover. Like they just can't get to that next page and I mean Taylor Hall is a is a, a good player, borderline being great player. But realistically, how many Stanley Cups has he won? Taylor Hall? Yes. Zero. Zero. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, really how I judge a player is is how many cups I think they they or they they've won or been a part of. And, you know, that team needs some leadership. Um, I mean, it, it's just it's one of those situations is I just don't get it. I'm kind of scratching my head. You know, you could have been, you could have, he would have fit perfectly in with the Maple Leafs and taken the Maple Leafs to maybe to one of the best teams in the East right away. Yeah. I mean, Taylor Hall didn't make his first playoff appearance. He, he didn't go to his Stanley, first Stanley Cup playoffs until 2018 when he won the Hart Trophy with the Devils. He had, not, he had 93 points that year. Um, and then he got traded to Arizona uh, and in December last year before everything shut down. He actually made the, was in the playoffs there. He, made, he was in the playoffs with the, with the, with the coyotes. Cause they made, they went to the qualifier and they beat, they beat out Nashville and they went to the next round. I think they played Dallas and they got, and they, and they lost in four or five. So Eichel's asking for help. He got his help. He got his, he got his, he got his wingman. He's got left. Cause you're going to have that first line of Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner's playing right left right wing and Taylor Hall's playing left wing. Even if you got him for a year, if you go to the playoffs, it's you're gonna stay, you know, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna you, you, Eichel's gonna stay there. <laughs> you know, especially if and if Hall decides to come back for another year, another another for another short term contract, he's he's still in his twenties. So you can it makes sense to probably have that stability going forward to the future and try to attract more free agents in the future to say, hey, you, know, you want to win a cup? You want to go to the playoffs? Maybe win a cup with Buffalo because Buffalo hasn't seen it. Buffalo hasn't seen a title uh, in their city since the 1960s when the Buffalo Bills won an AFL title. That's, just, that's if there's one city looking for a championship, that's the one right there. Yeah, I agree. I, I just you know I think if this is kind of a thing where if you bring him in for a year, you don't make the playoffs and you're bad, then Eichel's gone. And and I think there's going to be a lot of teams out there looking for him, um, but and uh, you know there's been uh, some other players that have switched teams, but I mean it's it's there's going to be a lot of of players switching teams. I mean the Islanders made a uh, a cap dump. They 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 traded Devin Taves for a couple draft picks. I mean you're going to see a lot of that, but uh, ultimately the Taylor Hall is the biggest signing so far this year. So well and. I don't know if you know this afternoon. Also, another big signing was Alex Petrangelo. He since Corey since uh, I'm sorry Tory Krug uh, signed with the Blues, it made him basically expendable, and he wound up going to to Vegas. Signed seven year signs a seven year deal uh, with an AAV of eight point eight million dollars, and that might be a big for them. They needed some lead, you know, they had some good leadership there. But he's you're talking about taking the Blues captain putting him on a team that was on the cusp of going to the Stanley Cup. I mean, that elevates the Vegas Stars right to the top now. I mean, the Vegas Knights. 
Vegas Knights, sorry. Stars. Knights. <laughs> not a bit, not a problem, not a problem. It's going to be, you know, for Vegas to do that, they had to dump a bunch of salary too. They traded Nate Schmidt to, to Vancouver for a third round pick in 2022. You know, another, another kind of under the radar signing was Braden Holtby. Uh, Braden Holtby, I kind of kind of saw the writing on the wall when they decide, when uh, the, the Capitals decided to retain uh, to keep uh, their young goalie Ilya Semsonov going forward. Um, now it's probably one of the reasons why Lundqvist signed with the with the Capitals is because he could provide a back as a provide himself as a backup with some stability. You know, Sixty one playoff career playoff wins, second most in, in, in amongst uh, amongst uh, active goalies, and you know. Holtby had the writing on the wall, saw the writing on the wall, decided to go back to Canada and sign a two-year deal with with uh, with the uh, with the Canucks. But Canucks also got themselves a young goalie waiting in the wings and Thatcher Demko. And you know, with when Jacob Markstrom went down with a groin injury during the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they were down three-one to Vegas, and they almost won coming back and coming back on that coming back and and winning that series based on the strength of Thatcher Demko's uh, great play. And, and there's another person that's gone is um is uh Marstrom's gone now too. I believe he yeah, went Marstrom, to the Calgary. Marstrom went to Calgary, six year contract. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for somebody uh, they haven't had a guy they haven't had a guy really fill in that until uh since uh since Mika Kippersoff retired uh seven years ago. So they're looking for a for a for a, a top tier goalie. He had a pretty good year this year himself. So we're going to move on from NHL for agency. Talk about some Major League Baseball. I'm a uh, I'm a sad Yankees fan right now because once again, for the second consecutive year, Yankees were one pitch away from advancing in the playoffs, and this time it was on the arm of Aroldis Chapman, gave up a home run in the eighth inning of a very tight game against uh, Game Five against the Rays, and Rays advance and. They're currently in the ALCS, and they've got a 2-0 lead against against Houston, uh, who Corey you predicted to go to the World Series. And we got our, our, our we got Atlanta and and the Dodgers in in the NLCS, and we got our local guy Ian Anderson playing today. So what what kind of predictions do you what kind of things do you see in the NLCS and the in both the ALCS and the NLCS, Corey? Again, this time of year, it's you know. The Rays, you know, they, they beat the Yankees. That was the big, the big hump they had to get over. Um, I just think it would be very, very kind of, it'd be very funny if the Astros came back, and won that series, and then won the uh, the World Series, just because of everything that happened this this past off season. I mean, ultimately, you got to look over the National League. I mean, you have two offensive juggernauts over there. And the Braves now are starting to show their young pitching is really showing up right now. I mean, obviously, Ian Anderson gets the ball tonight. And probably, the, you know, you're talking about a young pitcher having arguably the biggest game of his career um, right out of the gate. And, you know, if they go up 2-0 in that series, then, you know, I think it's almost, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty well done. I mean, with the offense and the pitching they have. So, I mean – it looks to me right now, I think it's going to be the Rays versus the Braves. I mean, and again, I mean, it would be very interesting to see, you know, the world champion Tampa Rays, you know, Tampa Bay Rays would be very interesting. But um, I just don't know how you get by the Braves. I mean, they're just – their offense is just explosive. I mean, everybody contributes in that lineup. Yeah. That's the thing from 
one to eight is is just you know one to nine. Sorry now because I forgot the pitcher is no longer hitting. Right. Uh, but one to nine is just is just loaded. Yeah, and you, and you talked about the Braves pitching. Out of the six games that the Braves have played in the playoffs so far, they have four shutouts. I'm not sure if I don't know if you if you, if you knew that or not, Corey. They have four no, shutouts in six games. It's just it's amazing that you know the Braves. I and mean, we were talking a couple of years ago. The Braves they were talking rebuilding, and it, it it's you know Brian Snicker came in. And it didn't take them long to get this. And it was really all because of youth. It was just they they had veterans in place. Um, you know, you had the Freddie Freemans. You know, you had the Nick Markakis's. And you had other, you know, and you knew in the wings, you know, you had Acuna. You know, you had Ozzy Albies. And then you knew you had all this talented pitching. I mean, and if you even look back even further, I mean – for the Braves, the rebuilding or not the rebuilding or the resurgence of their organization, I think went back to when they got rid of Andrelton Simmons. I mean, everybody was kind of scratching their head about that. Why would you get rid of this guy? He's a premier shortstop, but he wasn't a very good hitter. They went out, they traded, got Dansby Swanson, which was the first time ever that a first round that you were able to trade um, basically draft picks. I think they had to have a certain amount of uh, service time in the minors where you get traded <clears> and they waived that and he got traded and Dansby Swanson was a brave. And I think they knew they had veterans. They knew they had youth. They didn't panic like teams like the Mets do where they panic and they just start <laughs> getting rid of players left and right. Uh, they just stayed to what they knew. Um, they had a game plan. They did it and it's paying dividends. So, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Braves won the World Series, and and they're a good team, and they deserve it if they do because they did it the right way. They they yeah. built from within. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see you know a possible a local guy, a local guy who graduated high school probably what three years ago, come back to come back to town with a World Series trophy in his hand. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's a crazy that's a crazy part of the uh, of this whole thing is that the. the they were and, and the Braves were and this is the thing about the Braves uh, compared to the Yankees. The Yankees have Debbie Garcia in there as a young guy who is who could possibly be their ace someday. And they're babying him. And that and you can't baby him. You got to you, you got to let you got to let the, the the guys you know throw some you know throw some a little bit. And if he gets if he gets shelled, he gets shelled. I mean the Braves weren't like afraid to do that with Ian Anderson. They kind of knew coming into the season, okay, it's a short season. We got this kid who we drafted a couple of years ago, number two overall. He could be our ace someday. And they didn't hesitate to bring him up and let him throw and let him throw a bunch of innings. And so far, it's paid off. Yeah, I mean, you. That's the thing about about baseball now and the teams that are being successful. They're letting their young players play. They're bringing them up. They know they have a certain amount of times under their service time for their contracts. So they're bringing them up, letting them play. I mean, realistically, if you look at like somebody like an Ian Anderson, is there a better, a better pitcher in the Braves organization right now for them for that roster spot? (laughs) No, there's not. So why not play him? I mean, last year with the Mets, with with, uh, Pete Pete Alonso, they said, well, we don't know if we're going to keep him the minors. We want to keep his service time. They brought him up, and he had this huge year. You have to play your youth. If you don't, the whole idea of veterans getting so seasoned in the minor leagues, it's just with the travel ball you have now, with how competitive everything is before they get drafted, a lot of these players are ready to play. Um, at a high level, even before they make it to the minor leagues or they make it to the major leagues. So 
there's no sense in just, you know, letting these guys get innings in the minor leagues anymore. It's you got to get them. And obviously this helped Ian Anderson's progress to the major leagues was there was no minor league season. So it got him to the major leagues quicker. So, I mean, like I said before, I think the, the Braves, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked. The other thing I wanted to mention too, Ryan, was it was sad that we heard the passing of two more uh, Hall of Famers this past week. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Hall of Fame's just losing players left and right. It's very sad. Yep. Yeah, but just to transition to that, we lost Joe Morgan yesterday at the age of 77. He passed away in his home in uh, in California. Uh, I guess he had some health issues over the last couple of years, and I I never saw him play. Uh, he he retired before I you know before I could watch him play. But I remember most as the color commentator with John Miller uh, during ESPN games. Sunday Night Baseball. Sunday Night Baseball. He is a legendary voice. He he always always knew how to break down a game. And you know, he's uh he's a recognizable character in 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 the in Major League Baseball. He was part of the big red machine that won a couple titles in the nineteen seventies. And you know, it's a very hard it's very sad to see a lot of our these legends and these uh former players pass away. I'm trying to remember who's the other one? Whitey Ford. That's right, Whitey Ford. The chairman of the board, Whitey Ford, yeah. Yeah, and he passed away. He was, he was in his 90s, though, so I, I call that graduating. I call anybody who – anyone who makes it into their 90s and passes away, I call that – I don't call that dying. I call it graduating. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's a he's – a, you know, he's a he's – a, it means so much to the Yankees organization. He I believe he's still the winningest pitcher in, or, in, the, in the team's work in team's history. Sad. Yeah, yeah. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. It's very sad. See all these legends go, you know, pass away while we're, while we're, you know, during this uh, this this time. All right, so let's transition over to pro and college football. Corey, uh, did you, what uh, which college games did you catch this weekend? Um, I caught North Carolina because obviously I picked them to go to the fo- college football playoff. So okay, I watched that game. Um, and the other thing was I actually watched a bunch of games and I. I was surprised, though, that a lot of these teams that were pretty good last year are struggling this year. And um, it's very interesting to see that Oklahoma obviously won this past week. They're two and two. And LSU has two losses. Yeah, that that game got moved because they were supposed to play at home in Baton Rouge. But because of the hurricane, they got moved up to to uh, to Missouri. Not sure if you uh, if you knew if if you had known that. Yeah. But, yeah, I did. But they went up almost winning the game, and uh, yeah, no, they went up losing, so they're out of the top twenty-five. Um, did you watch any of the Clemson uh, Miami game? No, I didn't. It was a snooze. But I watched. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and that right there, that um, that that basically just shows you that how good. I mean, every, every we talk about it so much with 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 uh, Miami, this whole idea, the U, the U's back. The U. <laughs> the U's been back for the past. They've been coming back every year for the last, I think it's been 20 years that the U's back. And 
they're not. Uh, they get they. This always happens. They get destroyed by somebody like a Clemson, and then they just lose the next two or three games, and then they're basically they're playing in like the taxslayer.com bowl or something. So, uh, and and I mean, uh, you look at the scores, right? You know, I'm looking at the scores right now. Um, I mean, the other big upset is Florida lost. Yeah. I mean, Florida to A and M. Yeah. And A&M jumped up 10 spots in the AP poll after that win. They were at number 21, and then they jumped up 10 spots to number 11. Florida fell all the way down to sixth, all the way down to, to 10th from fourth. Yeah, I'm looking at the rankings right now. It's, you know, I, I kept, I, I forgot about that game between Texas A&M and Florida. I, I switched over after I saw Clemson score their, scored basically to put the game away. I turned it over to Alabama and, and uh, Ole Miss. And there's a certain Alabama fan in, in, at Belly Up Sports who I'm not going to mention, but his name is Kev. He, <laughs> he, even though Alabama won, he was pulling his hair out because he he's an, he's an Alabama, uh, he's about Alabama alum, and Alabama is usually one of the best defensive teams in the nation, but they're getting killed, and Al- Old Miss is is matching them touchdown for touchdown. I mean, Alabama couldn't be stopped on, on offense this this. Uh, this uh, this week, but they couldn't stop Ole Miss on defense for a while, and, and nobody could stop anybody on defense this week. No, it was it was crazy. I mean, it, it unless you well unless you were unless you were Clemson, I guess Miami, <laughs> but but you know what, Kev, you know what, Corey? Next week I'm looking forward. You know I'm looking forward to next week. The Big Ten starts their season yep. next week. I am right. so excited. I'm a, and it'll be interesting to see how those teams fit into the top 25. Well, they, actually, there are some teams already in the top 25 in uh, in on the in from the uh, uh, Big Ten. Uh, Ohio State, I think, is number five. I'm just trying to go back to the rankings here, real quick. All right, so Ohio State's ranked sixth. Penn State's ranked ninth. Wisconsin's ranked 16th. Michigan's ranked 19th. And Minnesota's ranked twenty fourth. There's also some Pac twelve Pac twelve teams in here too. Pac twelve teams. Oregon is ranked, uh, and USC is ranked. So we got a couple teams that are that have no record at all. They're still ranking the top twenty five. Yeah, and I think what's good, it, it, like I said, it'll be interesting where they fit in because I think after they yeah. play that first game, that's when you're going to see the fluctuation in the top twenty five. Because right now, I think some of these teams are are they're being they're being conservative with how they're ranking these guys, because knowing they haven't played a game. Once they've played a game, once they you know you see how they are, I think you're going to see some of these teams leap up. To get back to North Carolina real quick, because I was watching that game in particular, and I'm very interested to see how they do this year. Not just because I picked them to be in the college football playoff, but because I think they're probably the most complete team, and they probably have one of the best offenses in the league. And I think right now they're sitting at number five. I think in the they would they would be on the outside of the college football yeah, playoff number five right, now. right now. Notre Dame um, is ranked right above them, which is stupid because Notre Dame. <laughs> and they do play each other down the road. Yep. 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 I'm just looking at Notre Dame's schedule right and, now. And they're actually playing uh, on the on Thanksgiving weekend. They're watching them play was it was really interesting. Sam Howell. Okay, th- these are his stats. 18 for 23 passing, 257 yards, okay, three touchdowns, okay? He he was, you know, you'd be like, oh, my, you know, that's pretty good. You know, if your quarterback puts those stats up, you're probably going to win. Oh, by the way, their rushing game, 
The first time in North Carolina history, two backs went over 150 yards. Michael Carter, 17 carries for 214 and two touchdowns. He was getting 12.6 yards a carry. All right. And then uh, Javante Williams, 20 carries for 169 yards and two touchdowns. So you got four touchdowns from your running backs. Okay. This team is an offensive juggernaut. I I really think that if 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 they I think when they get to Notre Dame if they're undefeated when they get to Notre Dame and Notre Dame's undefeated that could be one of the big the biggest games of the year because that ultimately if they're both undefeated at that point I think there's going to be you know could Alabama lose could Clemson lose I don't think it's Clemson might lose in the ACT championship game if they were to play a Notre Dame or a North Carolina but at that point in the season Alabama and Clemson are both going to be undefeated. So you got to look at whoever Thanksgiving, they're going to want to get in that college football playoff. That's going to be a huge game if they're both undefeated and they're four and five or three and four yeah, or whatever. This is, is the remainder of North Carolina's schedule. I'm calling I'm calling North Carolina your team crush from here on out. <laughs> here on out, Corey, for college football. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, they got they're, they're That's at fine. Florida State this weekend. Then they got North Carolina State, who who uh, they beat. Virginia uh, last week. Uh, then they got UVA at Duke versus Wake. And then at home, they, and this is the big. And this is the big. The big factor is that they're at home against Notre Dame, and they play at the U. And then they're at home against uh, Western Carolina. If they can win, if they can run the table ACC wise now for the rest of the year, and they play Clemson in the ACC championship game. That's going to be a pretty fun match, pretty fun matchup. It's going to be a shootout for and sure. And you know, at this point, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Georgia schedule right now. Georgia's got um, Alabama yep. this weekend. Yep. So if so, you got to look at at this point in the season. This is a huge game. You have a two and a three going against each other. If 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 Alabama loses, are they do they drop out of the top five? If Georgia loses, do they drop Maybe. out of the top five. But if you look at it right now. Georgia just beat Auburn or beat Auburn two weeks ago. They were the number seven. They beat Tennessee the number 14. If they go in and they beat Alabama, they have three quality wins out of four games to start off the season, and they destroyed Arkansas. So realistically, if they if they beat Alabama, I'm, I'm telling you, they should probably be Consider the top team in the country. Well, I, with that I wouldn't schedule. say they destroyed I mean, Arkansas. Uh, they st- actually went up struggling against Arkansas in the first half. They didn't really turn turn the Jets on until I think, I think the middle of the third quarter. Then they wound up blowing them out of the water. That's what twenty eight unanswered points. But um, but yeah, I mean Georgia. I mean, I mean right now it's looking like if I I don't do simulations, but if we did sim- if we had a computerized simulation, I would right now have Clemson, Alabama. I, I've had Clemson, Georgia. North Carolina and I think Oklahoma State in your college football playoff because Oklahoma State jumped up three you spots be, to number number seven. Yeah, I said you wouldn't put Ohio State in. Well, I mean, right now because Ohio State hasn't played any games yet. If you put them in, if you put them in a simulation right yeah. now with the records that we have, I mean, Oklahoma, o- Ohio State hasn't played a game yet. Now there's Penn State. Now there now there's Oregon. Now there is Michigan or Wisconsin. But if you put them in a blender right now, you do all these all these simulations. That's who I'd have my top. I have my top my my, my uh, college football playoff. Yeah, and I mean, I'm really looking at the standings right now. 
at who's kind of lurking on the outside looking in. I mean, obviously Oklahoma State, you just mentioned they're number seven looking in. Um, you know, Texas A&M's got one loss. You know, Miami's got one loss. Um, Auburn's got one loss. I mean, SMU, you know, you're talking about a, a, a group of five team. Um, but if you look, you know, further down, and I, and I just noticed this, in the coaches poll, Central Florida is gone. Oh, they're, they're gone from both polls. They're, they're gone yeah. from both. Yeah, one yep. loss and they're gone. Yep, because they lost to an unranked team. Yep, unreal. You know, as, as we talked about last yeah. week, you know Tulsa always play always plays UCF tough, and they wind up beating them again. So, oh well. <laughs> I think the, I think the the next the next team in the Power Five or outside the Power Five that could have a chance of probably sneaking their way in the in a college football playoff is BYU. Because right now it's BYU, oh, yeah. SMU, yep. and Louisiana. So those those are the top. Those are the three schools that are not Power Five schools that are looking on the outside, looking on the outside looking in right now. Do you think there's a Do you think there's a, a Big Ten team beside Ohio State, beside Penn State, and besides Michigan State that could jump and just surprise everybody? I think Wisconsin could be. Wisconsin. So yeah. yeah, I'm looking at their schedule. They got Illinois. Nebraska, Purdue. They, they play Michigan. They play at Michigan on November fourteenth. They don't play Ohio State or Penn State at all this year, so they need to win out and reach the yeah. reach the uh, the the final or the championship game. Where they could play either Ohio State or Penn State, depending on how those how those uh, how those how their games uh, go uh, break out. So, all right. So I think we've had our fill of college football. I think we're you want to skip pro football and just dive into our uh, cover cover songs, Corey. All right. Yeah, let's do that because you know we don't. No, I, I covered so. that enough with Downtown Jets and uh, my Downtown Jets podcast, and uh, there's enough drinking and crying for the both of us on that podcast. <laughs> All right, so we, I decided I, I threw a text out to Corey this week. I said, you know, we did we did our our top five ranked rock albums in the 1980s, giving a tribute to uh, Eddie Van Halen, who also passed away last week. Uh, as we recorded last week, this uh, this week I decided to throw out a curve, another curveball, and say, "Hey, what's the, what's your what are your top five rock cover songs?" And Corey, I'm pretty sure you worked very very hard on this list, as I did in the last like five minutes yep. <laughs> before we before we started recording. Yep. So let me hear, and I, I'll give you a t- I'll give you five plus an honorable mention. That's why I have I have an honorable mention. So what's your what's your five songs? All right, okay. So I'm not I'm. Do you want me to rank them, or you just want me to tell what just, I would? Just say what your five, five are. Plus, are. I could. All right. Well, um, so even though Van Halen did have some pretty good cover songs, they're actually not on my list. Um, so my favorite cover song, or we'll start at the bottom. Okay. Um, my honorable mention is actually by an all girls band called yep. the Donnas, and um, they do a great cover of "Dancing yeah, with Myself." Okay, I, I, so I love the one yeah, song, they, "Take It Off," but. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, Dance With Myself was a great, really good cover. Very, very sell, uh, set it off um, or um, uh, of their other songs. Uh, the My next is um, by a band called The Rise Against. Uh, and it's a cover of Journey, hmm. Any Way You Want It. Okay. So there's a, uh, then my – that was my fifth song. Um my number four song is Higher Ground yep, by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wonder. Yep. Wonder. Yep. Um, my number three is 
by as a cover of Go West and it's um King of Wishful Thinking by mm-hmm. Newfound Glory. Yep. Go West. I believe that was from that was that from the early nineties or eighties? Yeah, the, the King original. Of Wishful Thinking, I think I think it was early nineties. Yeah. Early nineties or late eighties. Yeah, I was that trying to remember. For sure. My number two so, uh, cover song of all time is uh, Landslide okay. by Smashing Pumpkins. Good, song. Good cover. And my number one cover of all time is Boys of Summer by the Atari. Okay. Interesting. From uh by Don from originally recorded by Don Henley. Okay. Exactly. Yep. So you and I kind of went and uh, we both went kind of a different direction this time. <laughs> uh I you had a lot of uh you definitely had a lot, a lot of rock groups covering pop songs and uh I just decided to go kind of with the rock-ish theme. So uh honorable mention and actually, this was a rock band covering a pop song, Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. And that's my mm-hmm. uh, honorable mention. Yep. So, so number five, I have Rage Against the Machine covering Africa Bombada's Renegades of Funk. Mm. So number, good one. Th- th- number four, excuse me, I've got Limp Biscuit covering George Michael's Faith. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, you always forget about Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> Oh, it's like you, 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 you know, they're one of those bands that like you're, you're driving, like you get into like a rental car and you don't have your Bluetooth hitched up and like you put the radio on and Limp Biscuit comes on and you're like, oh, there's Limp Biscuit. I haven't heard Limp Biscuit yeah. in 15 years, <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, you you, you watched that one commercial, <laughs> there was a CarMax commercial where the lady's in her car and she's got the Limp Biscuit yeah. CD and it's playing Nookie over and over and over again. You see Fred Durst walk across yeah, the street like, yeah, what that, the that heck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. I share a birthday oh, with right. Fred Durst. Same day. Same day. Not the same. I don't know about the same year, but the same day. Same year. August 20th. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Yep. He's, I think he's a couple years older than I am. But anyway, so four was Limp Bizkit Faith. Number three, Disturbed Lands of Confu- Disturbed Land of Confusion covering from Genesis because we talked about them last mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, Johnny Cash covering Nine Inch Nails is Hurt. That that's a good yeah. song. I mean, it was it was very that wasn't a very uh, when I remember when it came out, it was a very unexpected cover. People were like Johnny Cash doing Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, he, that's strange. But I he mean, covered you, a bunch of songs. Yeah, he covered. He, a, he had an album where he covered just a bunch of rock songs, and one of them was uh, "Rusty Cage" by Soundgarden. He covered that. He covered uh, Neil Diamond's. Uh, yeah, he covered Neil Diamond um, "Solitary Man" on the same album. He just did a, he just did a, an entire album of covers. And like a bluegrass type type setting, that's that's what he's known for bluegrass bluegrass uh, country, and he, and he covered her, and it was like every time you hear that song, you just like you, you just feel it kill your soul a little bit, but also gave you a little bit of hope too. And he didn't die much. No, long he after passed that away. Too. I think a year or two after that album came out. And my number one song, Corey, is Metallica covers "Whiskey in a Jar," an old Irish folk song. You know, I I figured I, I thought it was going to be on your list, and I was so that came out on the garage. garage was it garage yep. Inc. Was that the yeah? Uh, that was like nineteen ninety seven. It was between the time it was in the time that they uh, were going through therapy. <laughs> were they going through band therapy? Yeah. yeah, that that's a great song. I was that on. Was that also on a on a soundtrack? Um for a movie maybe it wasn't maybe i'm thinking of another metallica song 
But no, that's a great song. That really is. And there was another. Um, oh, that had "Die Die My Darling." Die on Die it My too. Darling. Astronomy. Uh, King King Diamond's Astronomy. Um, trying to think what else was on that song. Um, on that album. They had a bunch of B sides too. There was because one disc was cover songs. The other disc was was B sides. I remember. It, it, this is funny. This is going back a ways. I remember buying that CD at a Circuit City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're missing. We're missing a very obvious one. And you're you're both. We're both going to shake our heads mm-hmm. on this. First of all, Sabracadabra was on that. That's a great song mm-hmm. by Black Sabbath. But turn the page yes. by Bob Seger. They cover. Oh my gosh! Yes. And oh, and another one. Tuesday's gone okay. too. Okay, yeah, Turn the Page by Bob Seger. They covered Tuesday Gone by L- L- Leonard Skinner, Tuesday's Gone. That's Now, I got to go to I got to go to the store in a little bit. I think I know what I'm be <laughs> listening to. <laughs> nice. All right, so that's our that's our top 5. That's those are our top 5 cover songs we'd be interested to hear. Interesting to hear what other people's uh favorite uh cover songs uh, you can find it out. And actually, before we move on to our, actually, we're, we're going to close things up. We got about forty-five minutes. We're going to be about forty-five minutes in, so I'll go ahead and close things up. You can you can find us on social media, on Twitter at NoCredsReq, uh, which is our which is our Twitter page for our for this podcast, and we also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Belly Up Sports NCR. So you can visit us there. You can look at the latest episodes. You can you can go to the Spotify link. Uh, you can also get sneak previews of our of next episodes. And actually, Corey, next episode is going to be our tenth. It's going to be our tenth episode extravaganza ish. <laughs> in that we're going to have we're going to have our first interview. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have excited. Our, our, we, we've conf- I, I don't know how you got Fred Durst. I I I've made, I I worked I have ways of working magic uh uh Corey I've you know I, I don't know if you knew about this but I'm I'm charming <laughs> but <laughs> but actually we uh, we 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 booked uh coach Rob Keefe uh from the Albany Empire football team uh also played in the Arena Football League for the Philadelphia Soul and has been a coach for a long time. So we booked him for next week. We're going to be interviewing him Monday and it'll be out when the, when the, uh, when the episode drops on Wednesday, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that interview. How about yourself, Corey? Pumped. It's, Love talking to yeah, Rob. He's an awesome he's great dude. guy. We're, we're excited to have him on the podcast. So check that out next week. But in the meantime, you know, please give us a reading, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. Give us a five stars, you know, it'll give us, give us a, a, a footprint in the podcasting world. And also go to bellyupsports.com. Go to our go to our podcast page. You can find all of our podcasts there. We've, we have a growing network of podcasts, and uh, this in, this includes uh, the Full Nelson Press uh, Wrestling Podcast, which is, covers all things pro wrestling, WWE, AEW, New Japan, Independent Circuit, anything anything pro wrestling related. They'll cover it, and you know, listen to those guys and. Have some fun listening to that. If you're into pro wrestling, if you're not, no big deal. You know, we got other we got other podcasts too. So, Corey, let you have the last word before we take off. So, anything else to add? Get it off of the nookie. Come on. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for thanks again for listening. We appreciate you spending some time with us this today. And until next time, we'll see you in the media booth.
intro and outro music is On the Verge by Joseph McDade. Check out his music and support him on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Thank you for listening to No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. For more articles and podcasts, visit bellyupsports.com. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com fedcontracts. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she's so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At GEICO, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, GEICO has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside? She still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Virginia Beach? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Virginia Beach.